Father Ishmael, good evening. Good evening. How are you doing? I'm fine, and you? I'm also doing very well. Mm. How was the birthday yesterday? Hmm. By God's grace, everything went well. We, we thank God. I'm still waiting for your <laughs> gifts. Alright, so you're yeah, welcome back. We have a brother also in our midst. Hello, brother Edi. How are you doing? I'm good. You're yeah, welcome to our studio. Thank you. Alright, so without wasting my time, I want you to begin to speak in the language of the Spirit as we start today's program. Wherever you are, begin to speak in the language of the Spirit. In the name of Jesus, begin to speak in the language of the Spirit. We are back again. We are back again. We are back again. The one who speaks in the language of the Spirit edifies himself wherever you are. Speak in the language of the Spirit. Labaro shakapa reko shedebarabaku shabareba divandoskaha rapadabu shitede debedo shuraba varandi vikosa ladibaro shaha rake farabado sayapa mapake viko shadada dabo leke shaba oh stay yourself up store yourself up for today's work ledada dabo reka shadaba leko shahapa leveradoski pande debeko sha rapapapa Rakada la barosha de revenoske bradi brosha reko shata da 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 ba leko shada ba leke verebedo shede barosi ante de de veko sha berandi vino zine de mano zibigo zivorado zidi di bigo jehe hegola mo regala la la zonda ramalu jede rabazi kareke veko rabosa halada dosha paranda de brenoske karanda lelosha reke the Bible said when Jesus was living, he told his disciples to take charge till he come. They should dominate till he come wherever you are. Begin to dominate your atmosphere. Begin to dominate. Begin to dominate. I'm in charge. I'm in charge. Speak like a king. We are in charge now. We dominate our atmosphere. We pray against every spirit of destruction. Anything that will try to distract us from not receiving our word. See, God is always speaking. God is always talking. There is always a word for you each and every day, each and every time. But the enemy will try as much as possible for you to not receive that word because one word can catapult you into your death destiny. Pray against every spirit of destruction in the name of Jesus. Take charge over your heart in the name of Jesus. Bind your mind to the mind of Christ and your will to the will of Christ. Let Christ dominate you right now. Let the Holy Ghost take charge over you right now. The Bible says we worship what in truth and in spirit. Let the Holy Ghost serve his way over you today in the name of Jesus. The Holy Ghost 
Have your way, ko shada la bare ko shede beha. Me ko shada ba ma ko sete de de beya. Re ko shata da ba re kati ko For we know that great men they are made by words. Just a word, just a word. Say abarosha da ba pray that you just need a word. You just I say I need a word. I need a word. I need a word today. Me ko shada ba today is not going to be an ordinary day. A day specifically made for you. God wants to encounter you. Say, Holy Ghost, I want to encounter your word today. Great people, great destinies are made by encounters. Today, you want to encounter God in a different way. You are praying lastly that as the word will come today, as the word comes today. May the word enlighten your eyes of understanding to, to know much about yourself in the name of Jesus. I begin to pray this last prayer. As the word come, as the word come, the word is illuminating my spirit in the name of Jesus. The Bible says, Jesus said, the word that I speak, they are life. The word carries life and you need this life transforming word. The word that will transform your life forever and ever. The word that will transform your Now begin to thank God wherever you are. Begin to thank God. Begin to thank God. Begin to thank God. Begin to thank God. Yes, we are the righteousness of God. If you believe that you are walking in power, be able to call your friends, tell them that fruit of redemption is here once again. Let them know that time is up, time is up for them to enjoy. You know who we are. Hello, Ishmael. So we are about to start. First of all, do you have any expectation for today? My expectations are very high. Yeah. Looking at what our man of God gave us last week, we, we, we expect to be enlightened more on grace. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Okay. So, Edward, what are your expectations for today? Okay. As for me, I know what um, God is using our man of God to do. And then we know the kind of words that he speaks so we know that definitely to change life today thank you okay so without wasting my time we want to have our soul food our daily food that we eat today i know some of you you have already eaten giving the flesh food your soul also need food amen so uh mighty man edward will read 
for us today's soul food. Okay, so we are taking our soul food. And then when you say soul food, it's a daily peace that our man of God prepared for us to feed our spirits. You know, normally we eat foods, normal food to nourish our body. But have you ever thought of your soul? How your soul also nourish itself? These are kind of words that nourishes our soul. So the title of our soul food is the language of our kingdom. The language of our kingdom. Wow. Amen. So we all know that when you go to every kingdom, they have their norms. And in that norms, there are language that they normally speak. Mm-hmm. So when you go to the Otunfo's palace, they normally speak Chi because that's their kingdom language. Sure. And then the always to have their language, the God to have theirs. But ours is special. Amen. Amen. So we will take our verse from First Corinthians chapter two, verse 13, twelve to thirteen. So wherever you are, I want you to turn your Bibles to First Corinthians chapter two, verse twelve to thirteen, and read with us. I'm reading. Now we have received not the spirit of of the world, but the spirit of which of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God, which things are we also speak about. Amen. Amen. I'm reading. As Christians, we believe to a real, we belong to a real spiritual kingdom, the kingdom of God's love son. In that kingdom, we have our peculiar kingdom language. We don't just talk. We speak we speak the wisdom of God. That's the language of our kingdom. How be it we speak with wisdom among that among them that are perfect, yet not the wisdom of this world, nor of the princes of this world that come to naught. Too many Christians don't understand how to speak the kingdom language because they've never been rightly or adequately taught. And as a result, they talk fear and unbelief. Some of them call it reality. Let's face reality. They say, referring to the things that are that their senses can perceive, the only reality is God's word. Amen. Amen. Don't say you are broke just because there is no money in your pocket or bank account. Instead, affirm. The Lord is my shepherd, and I lack nothing. He brought me into a large place, a place of wealth untold. I'm supernaturally supplied, and all my needs are met. I have no consciousness of lack, because all things are mine. That's speaking, that's speaking the language of our kingdom. Somebody says, but we have to say it as it is. If I feel a headache, why can't I say I have a headache? You can say I have a headache because headache doesn't exist in our kingdom. The things we we speak are the things God has freely given to us. And sickness, disease, failure, lack, and death aren't part of those things. When you speak contrary to to your divine nature, and provisions in Christ, it is an illegal 
operation. It's like entering the wrong codes into a program or a computer system. It won't work. Therefore, speak the wisdom of God always. Only affirm your glorious life in Christ Jesus when you declare, I am the manifestation of the glory of God. You are speaking the language of our kingdom. You are communicating with the right sound code. Hallelujah. So what our soul food is trying to explain to us is that we are supposed to speak as a kingdom citizen. We have language that our kingdom we speak. That's not speaking anything contrary to the right thing. Okay, so when you are broke, you don't have to say you are broke. You have to say, I'm rich. Okay, so me, I'll say I'm rich, though there is nothing in my pocket. Amen. Okay, and then when you read Joel chapter 3, verse 10, even the Bible says, let the weak say, I am strong. So the Bible is the summary of our kingdom language. Amen. Amen. Okay, so wherever you are, if you are sick, don't say I'm sick, just say I'm strong. If you are broke, just say, I'm rich. I'm rich. If you are barren, just say, I'm fruitful. I'm and then God will look onto the words that you are bringing forth and then affirm something for you. Amen. 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 So we are taking our confessions. Just speak it after me. Say, I speak the wisdom of God always. I speak the wisdom of God always. And the circumstances of the life. And the circumstances of life. Are subdued, are subdued before me before me i reason with the mind of christ i reason with the mind of christ and my outlook and my outlook on life on life is from the perspective of the word is from the perspective of the word i'm making unstoppable progress in life and ministry i'm making unstoppable progress in life and ministry amen amen god bless you edward for sharing us the soul food the language of the kingdom. The Bible even confirmed that let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. You see, there are some things that you need to speak as a child of God. Amen. You don't just open your mouth and start talking. We have our own language. Amen. So we are almost set for our word for today. Amen. I want to welcome our man of God. Hello, man of God. Hello. You are welcome, please. Thank you. Please, how was your weekend? Oh, it was very tiring, but by the grace of God. <laughs> Ministry is talking. Yeah. That's nice. So, this is Pastor Joseph Osesibi, founder and general overseer of Caris City Gospel Center. So, their headquarters is in Bokrum Estate near Rock of Ages School, and they have two other branches in KNUST and KSTU. So, man of God. My bow is ready. Adesh's plates are also ready. Save us with the word of God. Thank you. I would like to greet all my listeners. And may God bless everyone. And may the peace of God that surpasses all understanding guard your hearts and your minds. Today, I want you to sit tight because you are going to hear things that will blow your mind. You see, I'm not here to cause confusion, but I'm only going to teach you from the Word of God. You see, the Bible says, in the days of ignorance, God overlooked, but he now commands everyone. 
to repent. See, there are some things that God will allow allow you to do as a Christian, but when you grow up, you have to. He expects you to throw those things away. As Paul says, that when I was a child, I spoke like a child, I understood like a child, and I taught like a child. But he says, when I grew up, I threw away childish things. You see, last week I was talking about us receiving the fullness of Christ, the fullness of Christ. You see, Jesus is a child of God. He was born of God. And we are also, as Christians, we are also born of God. The same word that Jesus was born with, it is this same word, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of the incorruptible that liveth and abide forever. So you can see that as Jesus is, so are we in this world. So I was reading from John chapter 1, verse 16, and it says, And we all, and of, of his fullness have we all received. And of his fullness have we all received. So what did we receive? If you read the verse 14, it says, And the word became flesh and dwell among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory of the first begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So Jesus was full of grace and truth. And the Bible says, and of his fullness have we all, not some, not the apostles, not the prophets, not only few people, but all, have we all received. Of his fullness have we all. So if you are a child of God, you don't lack grace. Grace has already been given to you. That's what the Bible says. Grace has already been given to you. So you see, the plan of God was, is to what? For us to, you see, for us to be like Christ, for us to be like Jesus on earth. That was God's plan. That was God's design for us. I want you to open your Bible. There's a scripture here that I want you to check. Romans chapter 8 verse 29. Romans chapter 8, verse 29. Brother, read for us. Romans chapter 8, verse 29. Romans chapter 8, verse 29. From whom he did foreknow, mm -hmm. he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son. Yes. That he might be the firstborn among many brethren. That he must be the firstborn of many brethren. So you see, God predestined us. That means he predetermined, he planned and designed that Christians, born again Christians, will conform into the image of Christ. So when you are born a baby, God expects you to grow up, to conform into that image. That is why Paul, when he was praying for his church members, he was saying that, my dear little children, in whom I travel day and night till Christ is formed in you. So that is our job as pastors. That is our job as leaders, Christian leaders. 
we pray for the younger ones that Christ may be formed in them. Because they already have the, the, the image in, in them. They already have the trace of Christ in them. They already have the virtues of Christ in them. They, because they have received the fullness of Christ. But all that we have to do is to teach them to live that life. You see, when Jesus was on earth, he was both human and divine. And as a Christian, you are also both human and divine. Because when you are born of God, you become a partaker of the divine nature. As I was teaching you last week. Because you have the life of God in you. Having the life of God in you means you have the nature and the character of God. But you need to be taught how to live that life. And you can, we can only teach you from the word of God. And that is why this, this afternoon, this evening, I'm teaching you from God's word. That God predetermined that we will conform into the image of Christ. So that Christ will be what? Our big brother in the midst of brethren. You see, he will be our big brother. So Jesus, our senior brother. We are his siblings because we are of the same kind, of the same class. You see, when he resurrected from death, he told Mary Magdalene, go and tell them that I'm going to my father and your father. So we all came from the same source. So I can say by this word that Christians also what, what? Uh, we can call ourselves the word the word that has become flesh. That is a Christian. The word that has become flesh. And we are both human and divine. So you see, that is the plan. That is why we have church. Church is there to teach God's people how to grow. To teach God how to grow and conform to the image of Christ. That is why we intercede. That is why we pray. That is why we teach. That is why we, are, we have all the services. We have all the program. If the program is not geared towards teaching the members how to conform into the image of Christ, that means that program is a waste of time. But you see, we have been teaching God's people what God can do and what God can do for them and what, you see, it is good, but we need to teach them how to grow up, to get hold of the life that they have received from God. Because they have received a life. And that's the reason why Jesus came. Jesus came to come and show how to live that life. He said, I'm come that he might have life and have it more abundantly. You cannot continue to teach God's people that God will do this and God will do that. Although, you see, although God has invested so much in us, so much. And all this investment is going waste because we don't really tell God's people what they are capable of. Because for you to have the life of God in you, it means you also have God's ability. What God can do, you can also do. That's what Jesus said. All things are possible to them that believe. But we read from the Old Testament that God saying that, is there anything too hard for me? But Jesus was telling that if you believe, all things are possible. So Jesus was saying, I have brought a life to this world. And this life, you have this life, all things are possible to you. There's nothing you cannot do. There's no mountain you cannot move. So it is about time as leaders, as pastors, we take, I know some pastors are listening to me. It is about time we take 
raise God's people to the level or to the class of Christ. We need to let them know because true knowledge, the righteous shall be delivered into their inheritance. It is through the teaching of God's word that they will grow. We need to feed them God's word so that they may know who they are. So that they may know what they have. So that they may know what they can do. And he said, and of his fullness have we all received. But some of you Christians listen to me. You think that it is only the pastor who can open doors. It is only the pastor who can heal. It is only the pastor who can pray and God will listen. I'm telling you that is not true. As a pastor, I've not been called to come and open the door for you. As a pastor, I've not been called to come and heal you. I can, I can only heal you when you know what, like, you don't know what to do. But after healing you, I will teach you what to do to heal yourself. Because the life that you have is a disease-destroying life. You can heal yourself. He said, these signs and wonders shall follow them that believe. In my name, they shall cast out devils. If they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall what? They shall recover. So if you can heal somebody, it means you can heal yourself. So you see, this evening I came to teach you how to fish, but not to fish for you. It is about time. It is about time that you need to grow, but you see, we grow in Christ. We grow. It is about time that you grow. Stop calling people for prayers and all that. No. Don't you know who you are? Always calling for prayers. Pray for me this. Pray for me that. Pray for me this. Pray for me that. No. You see, the time has come. The hour has come for you to change your mind and listen to what I'm telling you. You see, last week I was talking about grace. He said, full of grace. And all of us, we have received grace. If you read Romans chapter 5 verse 17. He said, they that have received an abundance of grace. An abundance of grace. That's what I'm talking about. Full of grace. So we have received the fullness of grace. But it's up to you to walk in that grace. And you can only walk in that grace when you know the truth. And Jesus, that's what Jesus said. You shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. You see, the moment you mention grace, all that Christian, all that they know is God's favor. Yes, it is God's favor. And the Bible says Jesus grew in, in stature and in what? In wisdom and in the favor of God. That is grace, unmerited favor. And God showered grace upon us. And you see, we didn't, we didn't earn it. We didn't deserve it, but he gave us grace. And through grace, we were saved. We were saved. By grace, through faith. It started from there, but it shouldn't end there. When you talk about grace, it is more than God forgiving our sins. It is more than that. When you talk about grace, it says, now Christians are saying we are under grace, therefore we can do anything we like. No, but that is not what grace is. That is not what grace is. It's not the permission to sin. It's not the lances to sin. It is not tolerance to sin. I want you to open your Bible to Titus chapter 2, verse 11 to 12. Let me teach you something. Titus chapter 2, verse 11 to 12. 
Titus 11. Titus 2, verse 11 to 12. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should stop there. You see? You see, the grace of God has what have been revealed to us. The grace of God has not come. And this grace is teaching us. Teaching us to do what, brother? Really? Teaching us to do what? Teaching us that denying ungodliness. Denying what? It is, it is grace that is teaching me to deny what? Ungodliness. Uh -huh. And worldly lust. And worldly lust. So it is grace that teaches us that we should desist ourselves from worldly lust. From ungodliness. So you cannot come and tell me that because of grace you are living in sin. No. Grace doesn't teach that. If you have grace, that means you, you have ability to what? To deliver yourself from worldly lust and all those things that are, that are putting a cap on your potentials and your abilities. So you cannot tell me that we are under grace so you can do anything. It's a grace has appeared to us. It is a life of grace. It's an ability. It is a divine influence pulling us from the last of the world. It pulls us from fornication. It pulls us from always lying. It pulls us. Those things that are hindering our progress as sons and daughters of God. So thank God for grace. Thank God for this divine influence. So it is grace that is teaching us that you have the life of God in you so you should live life like God. You have the life of God in you so you can, you can manifest the character of God. That is grace speaking. That is grace teaching us. That is why the Bible said the power of the righteous is like a, a shining light that shines brighter and brighter and brighter till the perfect day. So as we study God's word, we, we see we get better and better and better and better. You see, and the grace of God restrains us. It's the grace of God that restrains us. That's why you are not an arm robber. You cannot rob. You cannot do a lot of things. Maybe some of you, you are struggling with some small, small foxes. But that is why I'm teaching about grace. We have received our abundance of it and you need to walk in it. So I want you to get this understanding today. Because a lot of questions were coming. Grace will never teach you to live in sin. But grace will rather teach you to get out of there. Because that is not where you belong. Grace will teach you that you have dominion over sin. So get out of there. That's not where you belong. You are the son of light. And darkness ha have no place in you. And the Bible said the light shine upon the darkness. And the darkness comprehended and not. So if you are a child of God, sin cannot dominate you. Sin cannot overcome you. But grace will teach you that you need to get rid of that. You see, it is because of this entanglement in the world. Entangled, we have been entangled in the world. So we do what they do. So we see when you see a child of God, so many of God's people, when you see them, there's nothing to write home about. They still, they still smell like where they came from. Nothing has changed in their lives. Why? Because they don't know. Because they don't know they walk in darkness. That's why I'm pulling this scripture to you. So most of you didn't know, but it is grace, grace teaching us that do this, do that, do that. Walk this way, walk that way. It is the grace of God that is guiding us. 
So I want you to understand that. So today I want to move on. I want to move on. Because, you see, I need to also bring out some certain truth, certain truth that we need as children of God, that we can see that there are some capabilities in us that when we begin to bring it out, we will live a life of peace and glory. Hallelujah. Because we can live a life of rest. Because we need to rest. We need to rest as sons and daughters of God. I want you to open your Bible to Revelation chapter 1 verse 5 revelation chapter 1 revelation chapter 1 verse 5 and from jesus christ who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead the, the first begotten of the dead uh, stop it there the first begotten of the dead so he was saying that it was jesus who came out of spiritual death it's when jesus christ died on the cross we died with him and when he was buried we were buried in him and when he resurrected we resurrected up with him that was when jesus was born again because when he died he went to hell in our place spiritual deadness separation from god that's why he cried god lord why have you forsaken me for the first time god separated himself so spiritual death is a separation from god it's not a physical death and Jesus Christ was the first person to come out of spiritual deadness. Abraham couldn't do it. Moses couldn't do it. Elijah couldn't do it. Jeremiah couldn't do it. All of them, they couldn't come out. They were all in the bosom of Abraham. They couldn't get to God because there was still a separation. And because of the death and, and the shedding of Jesus' blood, it brings it, it, it bring us together. It brings us together. That separation was bridged by the blood of Jesus. So Jesus was the first person to come out of spiritual deadness from that separation from God. The first begotten of the dead. Uh-huh. Brother, continue. And the prince of the kings of the earth. The prince of the kings of the earth. Mm -hmm. Unto him that loved us. He what? He loved us. I want you to look at the, the, the tenses. He loved us. Uh -huh. And he did what? And washed us from our sins. And he washed us from what? Our sins. In his blood. In his blood. We have been washed, sanctified. I want you to listen. We have been washed. So if there's any sin in your life, it's not coming from you, I tell you. You see, we have been washed with his blood. We have been sanctified. That's why we are called saints. We are called holy because we have been sanctified cleanse clean if anyone be in christ is a new christian all things has passed away everything has become new so you are a brand new person the one that never existed before so if there's any spot of sin in your life it is not coming from you it is coming from outside it is coming from the devil that is trying to use that sin to put a cap on your potential uh-huh The verse 6. The verse 6. Listen to the verse 6. And have made us kings and priests unto God and his father. And you see, he has made us what? Kings. He has made us. Look at the things. The past things. He has made us kings. He's not going to make us kings. He has already made us kings. Kings. So you are a king. You have been made a king. And you see, if you are a king... It means a God expects 
you to do certain things because to whom much is given much is expected you are a king and you know as a king you don't beg hallelujah Amen. if you are a king it means you have a domain you have a kingdom you have a realm that you are why you are in charge of your life has been given to you as your realm as your domain as your kingdom so you run your life that's why I tell people that your destiny is in your own hands. It's not in God's hands. Because the moment you are, you are made a king, you become responsible. You are responsible for your life. God is not responsible for your life because you have been made a king. And God expects you to reign. That's why he said, they, they have received an abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness. He said, they shall reign in life. So you reign in your domain. No one can reign it for you. I cannot reign it for you. You have to reign your life. God cannot do it for you because he has given you a territory. You know, in Genesis, we see when he made man, he said, let us make man in our own image and let them have dominion. He said, allow them to operate. Allow them to dominate. God is not someone who interferes in your life. So being prosperous in life, being successful in life, is in your own hands. It's not in God's hands. He told uh, Joshua, he said, don't let this word, the book of the Lord, depart out of your mouth. Don't turn from it to the left or to the right. He said, meditate on it day and night so that you, you will make your way prosper. He didn't say, I will make your way prosper. You will make your way prosperous. That's why you need to study God's word for yourself. You need to know this truth I'm talking about. He said, you will make your way prosperous. So when you if you become successful, it is your fault. If you don't become successful, it is your own fault. It's not God's fault. You see, many of you, you have issues with God, and God didn't do this, and God didn't do that, because you don't know. And God didn't open this door for me. God didn't answer my prayers, and God didn't know. He has, given, he has made you a king, and he expects you to, what? to govern your life, to be in charge of your, of your realm, be in charge of your domain. You see, when you are a child, God will listen to you. God will give you stuff and all that. God will open a door for you. But when you grow up, he will stop all those things. Because he expects you to do certain things. When you grow up. You see, we have been made kings. Made kings. Made. That's past. Made kings. But we beg God. Like, God, please give me this. God, please give me that. God, please give me that. But I tell you, God has given us all things that pertains to life and godliness. You see, by his power, he has given us all things. Second Peter chapter 1 verse 6 says, through his power, he has given us all things that pertains to life and godliness. All things. You see, when you, when you are a child, you ask, but when you grow up, you receive. Because that is grace. Grace has made provisions. Grace has made provision. It is the throne of grace. Throne of grace. And when you are in this throne, you are in this throne, provision has already been made. That's why he says, come boldly into the throne of grace and come and obtain mercy and come and obtain. He says, don't ask. Come and obtain it. So we obtain grace. We obtain mercy. Look at the behavior of David. David was not born again. He was not born again, but he was operating in, the, in, in, in that realm. He was operating in, in that light. He said, goodness and mercy shall follow me. Look at David. Goodness and mercy shall follow me. Jesus says something. He says, among all men that were born of a woman, 
John the, Bapt John the Baptist is the greatest. That means John the Baptist was greater than David, was greater than Abraham, was greater than Jacob. He was greater than Isaac. But he said the least in the kingdom is greater than John the Baptist. What are you talking about? We sing songs and we become so sad. We think that because of our cries, God will listen to us. No, God will not listen to your cries. There's this one song that I always, you see, we, I, I used to love it and all that. Oh, you have already been saved. You have already been saved. Saved. Translated into the kingdom of his son, Jesus. You are not being made a king. You are saying, God, come and save. Come and save you from what? I'm telling you, God is not going to save you from your enemies. You are in charge of your territory. So if there is an invasion, you should get rid of those invaders. Jesus, I give you power over all the powers of the enemy. So if an, a demon is trying to invade your territory, it is your responsibility. Because the power to cast out demons is not in Jesus' hands. It's not in God's hands. It is in your own hands. You see, you see, some of you, I don't know. Do you know who Jesus is? Do you know who Jesus is? So you think that Jesus is there watching to see what fit demon or that demon. Let's chase this demon out and all that. No! He hasn't got that time. That's why he ha you have been empowered. You have been made a king. He said, take charge of your territory. I said, take charge till I come. Take charge. I said, I give you the keys of the kingdom. If you have kids, you have assets. He said, don't come and trouble me. Don't call on me. Don't call on me. Don't do like what Moses did. Moses, Moses, you were expected to lead the people of Israel to cross the Red Sea. But Moses raised up his eyes to God. And he was praying and said, the Egyptians you see today, you will not see them. He was just preaching sermons, preaching sermons. And God said, shut up. Tell the people to move forward. Tell them to move forward. Don't pray to me. Tell them to move forward. You have something in your hand. I have empowered you. You see, divide. He said, divide the sea. I will not do it for you. Divide the sea. Empowerment brings responsibility. And we have been empowered as God's people, but we do nothing with it. Power is just lying dormant in us. Because he has made us king. If you are a king, you are powerful. If you are a king, you don't speak mere words. You speak powerful words. Where the word of a king is, there is what? Power. You have been empowered to reign. You have been empowered to take charge of your territory. Always complain, oh God, my job, God, my marriage, and God, my this, and God, my that, Lord God, my this, and God is frustrated by your ignorance. Because he has given you something that you are not what using. He has put you in a place that you are not taking advantage of. The Bible says we are seated with Christ in heavenly places. And that heavenly places, it is in the right hand of the Father. Far above principalities and powers. And you are not taking advantage of it. You think God will come and cast out demons from your life. It is your responsibility. That power is in your hands. Use it. Use that power. So a king is someone who takes charge of his territory. You don't allow the devil to invade your finances. You don't allow the devil. You will rebook the devourer from your life. 
God will not do that for you. It is your responsibility. He said, God, I'm weak. I cannot pray. It is your responsibility. By the help of the Holy Ghost. That's why he has given you the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is there to help you. He's your helper. He is not, you see, a helper is someone, you see, if someone is your helper, it means you need to take a step and that helper will just push you. Even the Holy Ghost is not there to do that job for you. But when you take a step, he will just push you. That's what Jesus said. I give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever you lose on earth is loose in heaven. That means whatever you allow, heaven will allow. Whatever you disallow, heaven will also disallow. That's what it means. It means that if you allow the demons to operate, oh, heaven will back you up. Because you have decided to do anything about it. If you are weak and you don't want to be strong, then you have decided to remain weak. If you are in sin, living in sin and you don't want to come out, that is what you have decided. They cannot invade your territories. God respects authority. You are a king. So God cannot just get up and say, my son, get out of there. My God. He can't do that unless you invite him to come. It is like a landlord. A landlord build a house, then he rent it to someone. He rent it out. Because you have rented out to someone doesn't mean that you can just enter. You need to knock because now somebody is occupying the place. If you want to come, although you built that house, you need to knock before you can enter. Because that person is in charge for that period that you gave the house to. And God says, you are, I have made you king. That's why he's a king of kings and the lord of laws. The king of kings and the lord of laws. The king of kings and the lord of laws. The king of kings and the lord of laws. Hallelujah. I'm a king. So I'm in charge. So if we invade the lives of my children, I will come after you. If we invade the life of my wife, I will come after you. I'm in charge. You cannot mess up with my children. You cannot mess up with my members. I will come for you. Because that is my territory. That is my sphere of what? Contact. Your family is your sphere of contact. Your workplace is your sphere of contact. You need to take charge. Your business is your sphere of contact. That is your demand. Take charge of your business. Take charge of your job, otherwise you lose it and you cannot come back and cry to God and say, God, I've lost my job. Make a way for me, Lord, again. God is not amused by that. You need to grow up. You need to grow up. You need to grow up. That's what Peter was admonishing. He said, grow in grace. Grow in grace. I want you to open your Bible. Second Peter chapter 3 verse 18. I hope you are being blessed wherever you are. Second Peter 3 18. But grow in grace mm -hmm. and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. He said grow in grace and what? In the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Look at Jesus how he was in charge. As I'm telling you, Jesus Christ should be your role model. Look at Jesus. In Matthew, look at Jesus. In Luke, look at Jesus. In John, look at Jesus, how he was in charge. He says, I have the power to lay down my life and I have the power to take it back. So Jesus was not killed. Jesus offered himself. He says when he was standing before Pilate, he says, I have the 
power to command thousands, legions of angels to come and fight on my behalf, but I'm not going to do it. Jesus was always in charge. The Bible says when he was having a crusade, he was preaching and they came that Herod is planning to kill you. And he said, go and tell that fox that I'm preaching today and I'll preach tomorrow. He was bold because he knew that he was a king. <laughs> he was never afraid when they came to arrest him he said who is Jesus and he came forward and said I am Jesus the Bible said they fell back and fell the power that he was using they fall under the power he said I am he they couldn't touch him he offered himself because he was in charge he was protecting his domain he said take me and allow this these guys to go allow my disciples to go he was in charge because he was the one governing over them he, he they were in his domain he was making accounts in john chapter 17 to god that god that those that you have given me i have lost none except the son of perdition even that so that the word of god will be fulfilled so he was in charge of the disciples. And he said, I have lost none. He was in charge of their lives. So if you are in charge, there's no way that the devil can kill your son or your brother or some. There's no way if you are in charge. You see, sons and daughters, we need to grow up. We need to grow up. We need to grow in grace and in the knowledge of Christ. That's why Paul said that I may know him and know the power of his resurrection. He wanted to know Christ. The more you know him, the more you become like him. The more you know, so knowledge, knowing means knowledge. And it is not just ordinary knowledge. It's not science knowledge, but accurate knowledge. Accurate knowledge of God. That is what I'm talking about, truth, accurate knowledge. The word of God is truth, accurate knowledge. You see, let me tell you some of the characteristics of a king. You see, when you are a king, you need to be centered. You need to be centered. Centered means you are what? In charge. You need to be centered over your life, over your destiny. You need to be centered. You don't have to be moved by any negative situation, any, any difficult situation. You don't have to be moved. You need to be centered. And you need to what? Lay hold on God's truth. Lay hold on God's word. Despite contrary, contrary situations. It doesn't matter what the, 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 your surroundings are saying. It doesn't matter what you are being faced with. You need to be centered and stand on God's word and fight the good fight of faith. You don't have to be changing your minds about God, about this truth I'm teaching you. If you are a king, you are a king. There's nothing you can do about it. If you are born of God, you are born of God. There's nothing you can do about it. You cannot be born again and be born again. If you are born again, you are born once and you need to learn how to live as a child of God. It is only ignorant children of God that will continue to give their life to him. Because they don't know what it means. That's when the minute you are born again, whether you are led into Christ and you are ushered into the kingdom of God, you need to be taught immediately. That's why in our church we have foundation school. We need to build your foundation so that we can teach you the basic doctrines of God, of Jesus. The basic doctrines. You need to what? Be equipped with this basic. That is your foundation. We need to build your foundation so that you can build on it immediately. It is true knowledge. And some of you don't go to church. You think that you know. 
Some of us, we have been given access to know relatives, to know the relatives in God's word, to know the wondrous things in God's word. You don't go to church. If you can read, it doesn't mean that you understand. Church is a school, so you need to be in the fellowship of, of God's people. That's where giftings are demonstrated. Giftings are demonstrated. Some are teachers, some are apostles, some are evangelists. Giftings, some are prophets. Giftings are manifested in the midst of the brethren. He said, where two or three are gathered there, I'm in their midst. That's where Jesus is. So you go to church so that you'll be taught. Because you can read physics, you can read biology. Do you think that you can become a doctor? No. You need someone to teach you. I was telling you. You say, well, I have the Holy Ghost. You need someone to teach you how to relate with the Holy Ghost. Don't you know? Don't you have to read your Bible? Samuel. Samuel was living with Eli. When God spoke to him, he thought it was Eli. He even used the voice of Eli because he was not at that level to, to, be, able to, what? to be able to recognize the voice of God. You need to be led by someone. Don't just be there and say, I, I can read my Bible and all that. So you see, you can read it. These are logos. But behind the logos are the spirits. The spirit of the letters. The spirit. Logos are letters. But be, beside the letters are spirit. It's Jesus said, the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. So as a king, you have to be in charge. Unmovable, unshakable, but contrary situation. Number two, as a king. Number two, as a king. You need to protect your realm. You need to protect your children. Protect your business. Protect everything that concerns you. Protect your giftings. Protect, protect it. Protect the anointing. All the graces that is working in you. Protect it. Don't misuse it. Don't abuse it. Protect it. Because that, you see, you need these graces. You need these giftings to move you out there. You see, when you, when when the giftings are working in you, it you see it accelerates. It it helps you to to what to move forward in life in ministry. Protect it. Don't destroy it. Protect it. Don't allow the enemy to put a cap on it. No. Don't allow it. You need to protect it. Protect your domain. Protect your territory. That's what. And, and number three, you need to be decisive as a king. Be decisive. Is These are characteristics of kings. Be decisive. Don't be hurting from one opinion to another. Whose report are you going to believe? Don't be hurting. It's always, I say that I thank God for the lives of doctors and the nurses. But you see, you shouldn't put your trust in them. If you're a child of God, you don't live by the blood, but you live by the life of God that abides in you. Don't put your trust in them. Because some of the sicknesses you are dealing with, they are, they are just man managing it for you. There are a lot of sicknesses that doctors can only manage they cannot heal so don't put your trust in them but rather put your trust in the life that is in christ jesus and that same life has been what impacted into your spirit don't rely on it don't believe that report or that you can't even say something wrong with your kidney lay hands on that kidney and say kidney receive life if there's something wrong with your brain lay hands on yourself something wrong with your heart lay hands on your heart and say heart to receive life be healed right now. The Bible says by the stripe of Jesus we were healed and Jesus himself took infirmity. He bore our sicknesses. The death of Jesus, dead 
life with sickness. And if you have been called into the kingdom of God, in the kingdom of God, there's no sickness. I tell you, in heaven, there's no sickness. And you know that you are in heaven now. It's the Bible says, as Paul said, that ye are one Zion, the city of the most high God, in the midst of innumerable angels. You are in the kingdom of heaven. And in the kingdom of heaven, there's no sickness. So, and see, the life that you have received also repairs sickness. So, refuse to be sick. Refuse to accommodate any disease, any infirmity in your body. Refuse it. And you need to be decisive in this. Don't be shaky at all. Let God be God. And let Baal be Baal, I tell you. That's why Elijah told the people of Israel. I said, how long are you going to halt between two opinions? How long? How long are you going to rely on a report? And every two weeks you go for a review. And every one month you go for a review. How long are you going to do that? Is there any balm in Gilead? Is there no balm in Gilead? There's healing power at work in you. You have been called to heal. And if you are sick, don't you think you can heal yourself? Be decisive about your life. That you have been called to live a life of success. Be decisive. Live a life of success. You have been called to be fruitful. You have been called, chosen to be fruitful. To live a prosperous life. Jesus became poor so that through his poverty we might become rich. That is spiritual, spiritual prosperity. But did you know that the spiritual realm governs the physical realm? And if you are rich spiritually, ah, by the grace of God, it will manifest out. By the grace of God, you will walk into prosperity. You will never be poor in your life. Don't entertain poverty in your life. Don't allow any preacher to tell you that you are supposed to be poor. No way. I know you don't have money, but I know through this word you are growing up. Through this word you are growing up. You need to be decisive. Because as long as you mean a, a child, there's, you see, these things will have dominion over you. These things will hinder you as long as you remain a child. As Paul said in Galatians chapter 4 verse 1. He said, an heir, as long as he's a, 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 a child, differs no, nothing from what? A servant. So as a king, so far as you behave like a child, you are nothing different from a servant. You will live a servant life. You begin to serve the devil. You begin to serve your flesh. You begin to serve. As long as you remain a child. So a child of God can remain a child for how many years? For 40 years? For 50 years? Also until the day appointed of the father. Until the day you see light. Until the day truth comes to you. And this is the day that the Lord has made. And God is bringing truth to you that you are a king. And you need to be in charge. You are a king. In charge, be in charge of your domain. Take charge of your life. Take charge of your family. Take charge of your husband. Take charge of your wife. Take charge of your job. Take charge. And what I'm, I'm showing you is a timeless truth. There's nothing. You see, this are timeless truth. Until you come to the knowledge of the truth, you cannot be delivered. You, can, you will still be in bondage. That's what Paul said. When I grew up, I threw away childish things. When are you going to get married? 
when are you going to start that job? So you say you don't know God's word. Do you know God's word? God's word is his word. If you know God's word, you know God's word for your life. Instead of waiting on God, it's the day that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up wings like eagles. These are those that are waiting on God. Do you know a waiter? Do you know someone who is a waiter? Have you been in a restaurant before? Do you know a waiter? A waiter is someone who is standing on that table waiting for you to what? To, 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 to place an order. We see, we are always giving these small, small jobs for God to do. Why? Because we don't know. And because we are ignorant, at times God will do it for us because we are babes. But now he expects us to, uh, to grow up because the time is getting closer and closer. We are coming to the end of the age. Look at what has happened right now. All the signs are in the world. And God expects us to grow up as his sons and daughters. So instead of us getting up, we don't get, we don't pray to ask things from God, but we pray to tell God, God, what do you want me to do? Today, what do you want me to do? Do you have an assignment for me? That is a waiter. But we say we are going to wait on God and we go and talk about our 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 uh, children's school fees. We talk about this and that, small, small things. Jesus said, don't think about what you will eat, what you will wear. But seek ye first the kingdom. Seek your face. Know the principles in the kingdom. Know the culture of the kingdom. Know the norms of the kingdom. Know the language of the kingdom. And this thing will come by the truth of God's knowledge. By the knowledge of God. And Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Ah, the more you know Christ, the more you'll be like, you, you want to be like him. Because that is the ultimate. That is the ultimate. That's what God is looking at. That is the ultimate. Jesus says, so far as I'm in this world, I'm the light of the world. I am the light of the world. He was not, you see, he wasn't saying, God, God is the light. No, no he didn't say that. He didn't say, he said, I am the light of the world. He was walking about forgiving people's sins. Do you know? And Jesus said that as my father sent me, so am I also sending you. He was sent to come and show us to live that life. And that life that he, that life that he lived, he showed us that you can forgive people's sins on earth. And he told the disciples, he said, those sins that you remit, it will be remitted. Those that you don't remit, it will not be remitted. He gave them authority that you can forgive sins on earth. This authority has been given. The keys of the kingdom has been given unto us. So we now reign as kings on earth. We have, we have keys to the kingdom. We have keys. If you want access to the kingdom, you need to come and meet me. Have you two read in Acts chapter 10? He said Cornelius was a godly man. A man who fasted. A man who gave alms. But he prayed to God and God said, I cannot save you because I have given that agency, that job, that authority to my agents on earth. Go and call Peter. Go and and call Peter. He prayed to God, but God said, refer him to what? Peter. Don't you know who you are? He said, the territory that you are now, that is not my domain. Heaven is mine. Heaven, I mean, the heaven is my domain. But you are on earth. You want to be saved. I have my agents there. Go and see them. He said, call Peter and he will tell you what to do.
If you are interested in this kingdom and you are interested in what I'm talking about, just open your heart and receive the word. And I tell you, you are going to be recreated in your spirit. Because the Bible said they called Peter and Peter came and whilst he was preaching, the Bible said the Holy Ghost fell upon them. While they were listening to the message, the Holy Ghost fell upon them. So if you are not born again, if you are under the sound of my voice, if you can open your heart and receive what I'm talking about, what I'm talking about you are, your, your spirit is going to be recreated. You are going to be born again now. We are the agents of the kingdom. We give access. And we should not be timid about some of these things. We should not be timid at all. We should not be afraid. We should be bold to speak it out. That we are the light of this world. We have been set on the hill. We cannot be hidden. We need to tell the world that they need us. They are the reason why we are here. Be decisive. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you still there? Yeah. He said he has made us kings. Kings to reign over sickness. To reign over poverty. To reign over sin. To reign. So we are always on top. We cannot be hidden. And you cannot deny this truth. You can't deny that is who you are. And I came to re-emphasize it. That you are a king. So roar like a king. You don't have to cry. Don't cry. Don't cry. Don't be wary. Don't be wary at all. Don't cry. Hallelujah. Don't be afraid of your enemies. Don't be afraid. Some of you are praying for God to kill your enemies. There's no need for God to kill your enemies. Because if you are king and you have dominion, forget about your enemies. You have more power. You are the one protecting the witches in your family. Don't, you see, don't. Don't pray for them to be killed. Haven't you heard David saying that God will prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies? If you, all your enemies die, the, your, your success will not be sweet. Because they should be able to come to celebrate with you. Hallelujah. Uh, when they see what the Lord has done, they will also repent and give their life to Christ. Hallelujah. They will change their mind concerning you. They will know that mm, you are drinking from what? A good source, so they will come and taste of it. So don't pray such prayers. You see, when knowledge comes, you, 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 you cease from praying. Uh, no, 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 no. We don't do that. It will. Yeah, but nothing happened. Hallelujah. Ah, yeah, we don't, we don't kill. You say, rather pray for your enemies so that they may see the light of God's truth. Yes, so that they may see the light. Pray for them. Don't wish evil against them. Pray for them. Then you'll be using Botokuma and all those prayers, ballistic missiles, having ballistic missiles and all that. But you are still, have still, you are still the same. No, we need to book progress. You see, we need to grow up. When you grow up, you see from all these prayers. As God told the people, the people of Israel to move forward. Forget about your enemies. 
They have always been there, I've been telling you. They have been there thousands and thousands and thousands. They tried to kill Jesus. Are you the first one they are trying to kill? It's not the first one they tried to kill Moses. What are you talking about? So forget about them when you are planning your life. They are not a factor. Don't factor them in. They are not a factor. Witches in your, in your family, they are not a factor. Those demons around your house, they are not in your factor. Just look for looking unto Jesus, the outer and finisher of your faith. Your dream is to become like Jesus, to conform into that image that you'll be in charge, to be like a king as you have been made. So I'm going to stop here. I'm going to, I hope you have been blessed. I'm going to stop here and allow uh, uh, questions to come in. So now you can send your questions. So you can send your questions through this number 0240 or 0248-021826. 0248-021826. And all your questions will be answered by our man of God. Hello, man of God. I have a question to ask. There are people who think that the more they pray for themselves when they are sick, they still see signs of those sicknesses. So what should they do? Yeah. You see... If you see signs, you shouldn't focus on the sign. As I said, you need to be decisive. Know what the truth is and get hold of it. Signs are lying vanities, and they that observe lying vanities, they shall forsake what? Their mercy. These are lying vanities. The pain is still there, but hold on to your confession that I'm healed by stripes. The life of God is in me. You hold on. You hold on. You hold on. Just a while. Just some few days you see the pain leaving you. You need to hold on. That's what you have to do. Don't check it out when the pain comes. Say, hey, it has come again. No. You stand on your ground. That this is the truth. And the truth will set me free. If you stick with God's word, you will have a testimony, I tell you. So stick with the word. Stick with the word. The word works. Stick with it. No matter the pain. No matter the signs. No matter the, what the doctors are saying. Stay in it. Yeah. That's what you have to do. There are people who also use this quote that I think so That's what I'm saying. You see, we have been gaining an abundance of grace, but we need to grow in it. If you are not, we have, if you are not growing, or you are not growing up, uh, you can use it. You can use it. There's nothing wrong with it. But there's a better way, and this is the better way I'm showing you. There's a better way. I know some of you are taking drugs. Yes, I'm not saying taking drugs is wrong, 
But I'm saying that we need to be conscious about who we are. We need to be conscious about the life that we have received. That we are not of this world. We are from above. We have been chosen. Separated. So we cannot be part of the masses. It is consciousness of who we are that will deliver us. So how long are you going to take all these herbs and all this? And you know that these herbs, if you don't take it, it will damage your kidneys and your organs. So don't rely on it. That's what I'm saying. There's balm in Gilead. There's balm in the kingdom of heaven. There's balm. Okay, so um, man of God, I want to ask this question. Um, although we have the life of God in us, but under uh, um, doctors, specifically called or gifted to heal certain diseases yes and that's why i said thank god for doctors because we see we are we are at different levels in our work with god that's why there is the need for doctors so if if you are my member your faith is not strong i will even pay for you to go to hospital. <laughs> i will buy drug for you i can even buy drug for you because you haven't oh, groom your faith to that level for you to stand on your ground. Because there are certain things that you should know. It's through the knowledge of God's word. And if you don't have that knowledge, if you don't have that light, you can't walk in it. So you cannot say, I'm healed, I'm healed, if you don't have the, the, the revelation of that. If you don't have a revelation, I have taken people to hospital and I will pray for them to make their uh, healing uh, faster. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what I do. I will even call a doctor for you <laughs> to go and see a doctor so that I, may know, I will know what is wrong with you so that I can really pray specific prayers for you. And, and through the prayer of faith, your body will be healed and faster. I have dealt with so many cases because their faith was not at that level. But here we are teaching the truth. The truth. This is the truth. You are not supposed to be sick. And there's sickness in your body. You can resist it. You can repel it. And to check out of your body. So as for doctors, we need them. Nurses, we need them. Because some are babes. And some are uh, uh, youthful uh, Christians. They are growing up. We are all growing. And we will grow till we get to the stature of the fullness of Christ. Yeah. So it all boils down to maturity. This is the word of truth. Hold on to your confessions. And keep maturing in Christ. Know who you are. The devil is after your identity. So there is this question that I also want to ask. Someone wants to know how to take charge over his territory. Since he said a king, a characteristic of a king is to protect his realm. 
the gifting, the business, the family, marriages, a lot of breakups, a lot of divorces are going on. So how can a Christian hold on to this word and take charge of this territory? Uh, yeah, yeah. You see, there is a lot of divorces going on because people, couples don't understand. They don't have the light of God's word. You see, as I always say, God created this institution called marriage. But he had never married before. And in, our, in the kingdom of heaven, there's, no, there's, nothing like, there's nothing like marriage. But God gave us a word to guide us as couples. He says, wives, submit to your husband. And husbands, love your wife. Two instructions. If couples will walk in the light of this, there will be no divorce. There will be no divorce, I tell you. If you walk in that light, if wives will just submit. Submitting doesn't mean that you are a fool. Submitting doesn't mean that you are helpless, you are hopeless. No. The reason why God put submission on you is, so, is, is because you are so powerful. You are so powerful. God has to what? put a regulator on you called submission. Otherwise, you blow out of proportion. Power, that, that power will come and then come and destroy. Whatever you touch, you destroy it. So just submit to your husband. Respect your husband. It's a conscious effort. Be intentional about it. Don't argue with your husband. And if you respect a man, that man, love will just come automatically. So he started with the woman. Woman, submit. Because you are the helper. And you know the helper is more stronger than the one he's, he, she is helping. A helper. Yeah. You are the one pushing. So behind every successful man, there is what? A woman. So God has made you powerful. God has made you beautiful. You see, you, you have you have everything. God has given you everything. So submission will not take anything from you as a woman. Don't try to be on top of your husband. And when you do that, I tell you, the love will come. And husband, you need to love your wives. Love everything about them. Love them. It doesn't matter. Love them. Love them. Give them compliments. Love their body. Do you see? Love their body. Just love them. Tell them they are beautiful. Tell them they are looking nice. Do you see? Love them. It will not take anything from you. Don't have a side check. It's unnecessary. It's unnecessary. You say, I don't understand husband. Because they lack knowledge. But I know a husband is listening to me. I know a husband is listening to me. If you walk in the light of God's word, I tell you, your wife will be so precious to you. If you grow in grace, your wife will be so precious to you. See, last week I was telling my, my boys that I don't know. This grace we are talking about, it has made my wife, you see, it has turned my wife into so many varieties. <laughs> Today he's chocolate and tomorrow he's vanilla and strawberry and all that mixed together. It's like, this is grace. So we I cannot look at any other woman. No way. This is grace working. I'm growing in grace. There's no way. Because if you don't have to waste your time on these bottles, especially in Ghana, the kind of bottles that you will see. 
if they talk not because of grace. <laughs> Do you know with so many bottles and all that breast and all these things, but by the grace of God, I'm growing in grace oh, and I'm growing. not moved by all these we things. Love your grace. wife, love her body. And I tell you, she will also, she will also, also submit to you. Let's walk in the light of God so that we all have peace. As a man, take charge of your family. You are the spiritual leader of that family. You should lead your wife to pray. Lead it fast. We are declaring fast. Two days we are fasting. Let's pray about it. Let's pray for our children. You should be the one leading. You should be a prayer husband. Oh, don't leave. Don't allow the devil to come and destroy your family. And at the end of the day, your children will be in all sorts of things. In drugs, addicted to so many things. Don't allow it. Take charge of your territory. Your family is your territory. Wow, very powerful. Wow. Your family is your territory. Man of God, I want an advice for people who are also into ministry. The third point of a characteristic of a king is to be decisive. There are people who really believe that God wants them to move from where they are, the ministry that they are in, to start up a fellowship. And because this is one part of a king, they are, they are too confident and sure that they really heard from God. So I don't know whether you have a word for such people or their relationship between them and their man of God because sometimes the man of God also wants to also hear from God that indeed this person has to move out. Yeah, yeah, I understand what you are saying. You see, uh, in ministry, there are so many things that you should learn when you are young in ministry. You see, at times, you shouldn't lay more emphasis on the anointing and the giftings and all that. You see, although these things enhances the work, but ministry, I tell you, anointing is just 20%. There is a lot that you should learn. But if you don't take it because of youthful exuberance, you might think that uh, God is leading you to do this and all that. But there's so many things that you should learn. There's so many things. That's why there's time for everything. If there's time for you to submit to a man of God so that you can learn so many things. Because there are so many departments in ministry and you need to learn from that man of God. You need to learn how to groom people, how to build people up, how to, you see, empower people and all that. You should learn it. It's not only about giftings. It's not only about prophesying or you healing and all those things. Although it is important. Because you can deliver deliver people and all that you think that you are there no there are so many things that you should learn there's so many things you see now christianity is being that like the world are making mockery of christianity because of what you are talking about you see there were some guys that they thought that we are anointed because they have the gift of prophecy they can heal and all that they they went and start and start a fellowship and all that, turn it into church now. Their lives are in a mess. Their lives are in a mess because they didn't have what it takes to carry the burden of people. Mm-hmm. Because we have the anointing within and we have the anointing upon. And you need to take out time to build the anointing within so that you can carry the anointing upon. Otherwise, the anointing upon will come and crush you, to come and destroy you. So what do you think that you have received a gift to rather come and destroy you? A lot of fellowship 
were in Kumasi, but now they are nowhere to be found. They, they even turn it to church. They are nowhere to be found because they will see they love God. They wanted to do God's work, but they didn't have what it takes. That's why you need to be under someone so that you can learn from them. And when you know that you have learned these things I'm talking about, how to equip God's people, how to teach God's, how to teach the, 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 the word of God and all, the, how to feed God's people. That's what God is interested in. He said, if you love me, feed my sheep. If you don't know this, and you think that ministry is about praying for people, praying for people, visa, praying for them, that is not all that ministry is about. Now, they have turned ministry to that. Now they have prayer days and prayer that I'm not saying it's not important, but you see, we should lay up, we should uh, uh, list our priorities right. Yeah. We have priorities in ministry. And now people come out, pray for you, pray for me, pray for me, pray for me, pray for you, and at the end of the day, no one will be built, no one will be equipped and all that. No, no. You have to learn, learn. If you know that you have really learned something, then you can discuss it with your man of God. Then you move. And your man of God will say, there will be a witness. The Holy Spirit will be a witness. Your God will speak to that, your man of God, that release my, my son. And, and, and that man of God what? Will, will release that son. Me, if God speaks to me that you have to be released, I will release you. I will not keep you. Because whatever you do, why? It will be credited to me. Yeah. So learn. Submit and learn. When you are true with your learning, then you can move on to the next level in ministry. Yeah. Very powerful. Very powerful. Mm -hmm. So this is an advice for all of us. Amen. We are about to sign out. There are a lot to talk about. There are a lot to learn. And just always be alert when we come on so that you learn with us. Before we sign out, we want to thank and appreciate our sponsors. Okay. So first, like to thank uh, our sponsors. The first one is um, Sparkle Supermarket. Amen. They deal in wholesale and retail of baby foods, soap, creams, clothing, anything baby. Um, and also they sell soft drinks, biscuits, um, oil, so many other things. Amen. It's a mini supermarket located at Bokrom Estate, Bokrom Estate Junction. You can call them on 0542 And you can locate them also on all social media handles at Sparkle Supermat on Facebook and on Instagram. Sparkle Supermat on Facebook and on Instagram. And then they also have Sparkle Baby events um, they, for all your baby shower, for all your baby christening and their birthday parties. You can contact them and they will decorate the place for you. They'll have a nice setup for you, for you to be able to celebrate um, your children. Amen. You can also celebrate them. And they are on the same handle at the Sparkle Baby event on Facebook and on Instagram at the Sparkle Baby event on Facebook. <coughs> 
and on Instagram. You can contact them also on 0542 And also, we have the Lexicon Fashions deals in all clothings, all clothings from your gents to ladies to children all of them you can also contact them on zero five four nine seven two eight two two four zero five four nine seven two eight two two four and you can uh, locate them on instagram at lexicon underscore fashion lexicon underscore fashion okay nana over to you all right there is also one sponsor called coco v they do with black soap cream then facial scrub and turmeric oil and i want you to call them on zero two six three eight zero one zero eight nine zero two six three eight zero one zero eight nine coco v black soap some of you don't use good soap to bath so you can contact them and facial scrub if there is so much stuffs on your face especially the ladies you can contact them yeah. and then know they are profound so <laughs> you can contact them so that's and wrinkles yes you get it and apply it on your face to save your skin as a man of god said so we need to appreciate i mean the husbands you need to appreciate the bodies of your wife so you can also buy it for your wife so that you can appreciate his skin, her skin amen yeah so we are almost leaving brother edward here your last words before we sign out anything you want to see before we sign out all right so i want to really thank the man of god for this powerful words indeed i'm blessed and then i know that those out out there they are also blessed thank you okay ishmael your last words okay so um i i have come to the realization that um as a christian your life is an authority amen you live with authority all your life there should be authority mm-hmm. well, so pastor joseph or Sesbi, we are so glad to always have you here teaching us the word of god illuminating our lives every monday your last words before we leave all that i would, I would like to tell my listeners is to walk in the truth of god's word that is my prayer that you'll be strengthened by the Holy Spirit to do the word because your blessing comes from the doing of God's word and I know destinies have been changed and next week I'll come and continue I'm still teaching on our identity in Christ we need to know who we are in Christ powerful God bless you man of God let's take note of the following programs on plus radio so that you will ne- not skip it tomorrow that is tuesday at 5 30 a.m to 7 o'clock a.m is plus morning dew plus morning dew then on wednesday same time 5 30 a.m to 7 o'clock a.m plus morning dew on that same wednesday we have the journey so far with raboni 5 30 p.m to 6 30 p.m then hang out with the girls seven o'clock to eight o'clock p.m there's so many enjoyable interaction going on there so my ladies you can join 
as you learned so much. Then on Thursday is Menism. That is Ishmael's favorite program. 100% men's culture. 7 o'clock p.m. to 8 o'clock p.m. Friday, Memangana with Madiba. 5 p.m. to 6 o'clock p.m. Then on that same Friday, we have discussion of story nights. Discussion on story nights. 7 o'clock p.m. to 8.30 p.m. Then on Saturday, show base plus. Show base plus. 2 o'clock p.m. to 3.30 p.m. Then Sundays, the mirror room at 5, at 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. A special shout-out to Mr. Emmanuel Frempon Manson. He's the executive producer. Then the producer, Miss Teresa Gambra. We say a very big thank you to all our listeners. We are so grateful. You are part of making this program a success. Meet you same time next week. God bless us all. Come on! Every